This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. At a dinner party, a friend of a friend, Michelle, didn't fully realize who was in her little small group. You know, she didn't realize that there was actually a a pastor in that group. And she said, you know, I don't know how anyone can believe in a God of love when you look around and see how messed up this world is. And then she went on and and shared some of the things that she had seen and heard about in the news. And and she was also really transparent, too, though, and, and offered up some of the things, some of the pain and suffering in her own life. How about you? Are you suffering now? It's been said about this pandemic that that we're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. See, right? The the pandemic for some of us, it it really hasn't affected us very much at all. And and we're going, what's the big deal? And for others of us, the pandemic has been devastating to us in in a number of ways. We don't understand why people don't see that. So are are you suffering? Over the last seven days, have you or someone that you know suffered through something like anxiety or anger, boredom, confinement, confusion, depression, economic or financial troubles, grief, health concerns, injustice, or maybe even the loss of life, death. There's a whole lot of suffering going on. Today, we're continuing our our worship series, Who Told You That?, and we're going to be camping back out in that book of Romans where Paul is the author. Paul's a guy who, who knows what suffering's about. And we're going to look at this. Who told you that? God can't be loving and powerful because people are suffering. So let's continue with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. In his letter from a Birmingham jail, he said, A just law is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law. In essence, what Dr. King was saying is, is if there is no God, then we cannot look at any event in history, whether it was a, a global, a national, international, or personal event, and say it was unjust. See, if someone is going to uh, abandon their faith in God or abandon even the notion of God because there's pain and suffering, that's not dealing with the pain and suffering correctly. You see, if there is no God, What that means then is everything is permissible. Everything is okay. 
including theft and rape and murder. You see, if, if a person does away with God, it's actually more difficult to deal with pain and suffering than it is with God. Well, uh, enough of the philosophy, right? <laughs> let's go back. Let's, let's go back in time. Let's go back to, to Adam and Eve. And God created them and placed them in this beautiful and wonderful world. And God gave them in love. God gave them free will. Okay? Straight up, God could have not given them free will. God could have made them like robots. So there weren't any choices to make. But you see, God is love. And it wouldn't have been loving to have made Adam and Eve without free will. And for a while, we don't know how long it was, but for a while, Adam and Eve were making good choices with their free will. But then one day, and, and we don't know exactly when it was, but one day, they made a bad choice. Okay, and evil, pain, and suffering are the result of bad choices. Romans 5 verse 12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sin. You know this, right? People really don't want to talk about sin, do they? Not even the, the concept of sin, but it, it's actually the elephant in the room. Sin and its consequences, that's why we have all this pain and suffering in our lives, okay? So how are we going to deal with that, though? What are we going to do with all that pain and suffering? Let's look at, at three different ways. First one is we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 18 says this, I consider that our present sufferings, okay, so, so scripture just lays it out there, okay? It doesn't try to sugarcoat things. It doesn't say, oh, no, it's really not that bad, okay? It just says our present sufferings, all right? There, there is pain, there, there is evil, there is suffering in our lives. Scripture doesn't try to deny that at all. In fact, the apostle Paul, the author again of the book of Romans, knew all about this. He had what he called a, a thorn in the flesh. That's a, a figurative term, okay? We don't know exactly what that thorn in the flesh was. We don't know if it was something physical or mental or, or spiritual, and there's a reason why we don't know exactly what it was. Because if, if we could define it, then we could keep it over there somewhere. Because you see, the reality is, is we all have a thorn in the flesh right here, okay? Maybe it's physical, Maybe it's mental, maybe it's uh, emotional, maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's a temptation. But we all have a thorn in our flesh, okay? And so what we look at from Scripture, here's the truth that we see, that suffering is not unusual. Suffering is universal. And God knows. God knows all about our suffering, okay? Not just because he is all-knowing. He knows all about our suffering 
by experience. You see, it's only in Christianity where God makes himself so vulnerable that he experiences evil, pain, and suffering. Okay? He understands. No matter what you're going through, he understands. Right? So, for example, if you've ever needed assistance, if you've ever been homeless, Jesus understands those, those same things happen to him. If you've ever felt all alone, if you've ever been abused or mistreated or abandoned or misunderstood, understand. Jesus knows. I mean, look back at the cross of Jesus and his naked body. He understands. Jesus has suffered through everything you and I have and more. Jesus suffered cosmically in our place for the things that we deserved to suffer for. You see, Jesus not only knows about the flames of hell because he's all-knowing, but he actually experienced the flames of hell in our place. Because you see, Jesus loves you so much that he wanted to suffer through all that evil and all that pain and all that suffering so that one day, he could do away with all that pain, with all that suffering, and with all that evil without having to do away with you. Okay? 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. You see, when it comes to suffering, the cross won't tell you what the answer is. But the cross will tell you what the answer is not. Okay? The answer is not that God doesn't love you. The answer is not that God doesn't care. The answer isn't that God is remote, you know, some far away and distant God. When you're suffering... When there's pain and, and there's evil and there's suffering in your life, look back to the cross of Jesus. And when there's suffering and pain and evil in your life, look into the gospel. Because you see, before, before Jesus came down, from heaven to earth, he had in heaven absolutely everything he wanted, absolutely everything he wanted, except for you. And so he left heaven and, and came to earth. You see, the scripture says that the Son of Man came to seek and saved the lost. Jesus didn't wait for you and me to clean up our act, to, to get it together. No, Scripture says this. God demonstrates his own love to us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus is so compassionate. Look into the gospel. The, the Scriptures say the Son of Man did not come to be served, but 
to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Look into the gospel and see Jesus' compassion. See his healing. See his love. See how he provided for the people. See and hear his teaching. Like when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you see how compassionate a teaching that is? If Jesus wouldn't have said that, we might very well have thought, oh, there's, there's any number of ways to get to God. But Jesus is so loving and so clear. He says, no, there, there's just one way, and I'm the way. And he's got his arms open for you. When you're suffering, look into the gospel, okay? As we we look into God's word, it never says that we're not going to go through evil, pain, and suffering. But what it tells us is that Jesus is going to be with us in the middle of it all. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you, Jesus said. See, that's what Paul understood uh, about his suffering. Remember, he had that thorn in the flesh. I want you to know that just Paul just prayed so intently. Whatever this thorn in the flesh was just from Paul's spirit, it was just holding him back. It was just horrible. And he prayed and prayed that God would take it away. And, and God answered Paul this way. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so Paul looked at that thorn in the flesh in in two different ways. One way, it was a messenger of Satan. And in another way, it was a gift from God. You see, Satan wanted to use that thorn in his flesh to torment him. And God was using that thorn in his flesh to transform him. You see, God knew that without that thorn in in his flesh. Paul might very well have become conceited, think, I've got this on my own. I really don't need God. But that thorn in his flesh was a constant reminder to him, I need God and I need his grace. And with that thorn in the flesh, God gave the apostle Paul strength through that grace that he would not have known about anything about if he wouldn't have been going through that difficult time. The same is true for you and me. Sometimes we experience evil and pain and suffering in our lives. And and if you're like me, there have been times, God, get rid of this. I need it gone. I want it gone. And God's answered our prayer, okay, I will take it away. And he has. And if you're like me, there have been times in your life where you're praying, God, take this away. I'm sick of it. It hurts. I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. And if you're like me, God has said, sometimes my my grace is sufficient for you. I'm going to give you a power and a strength through my grace that you would not know about if you weren't experiencing this difficult time. And remember, he says, I'm with you always. 
You see, as we go through life, sometimes we have mountaintop experiences, right? Everything is great. Just amazing stuff is going on. And sometimes it's just the opposite. Horrible things are going on in it. It's like we're in the wilderness, right? Whether we're on the mountaintops or in the wilderness, God is here. God is with you. When you're going through times of suffering, look back to the cross of Jesus and look into the gospel and then look forward to heaven. Centuries ago, there there was a devastating thing going on in China. All their mulberry trees were dying. They, They couldn't stop. They didn't know what was going on. And one day, the empress of China, she went out and she was by a mulberry tree. She saw that a moth came and landed on the leaf and and laid its eggs on the leaf. And then it wasn't long until those eggs hatched. And it was one of those greasy, green, gross caterpillar things. huh? And the caterpillars started eating away at the leaves of the mulberry tree. It was the caterpillars that were destroying all of the mulberry trees in China. And then the caterpillar would spin a cocoon, right? And it'd be rock hard. One day, the empress took one of those cocoons and dropped it in super hot water. And it began to unravel. And and that string, that, that cocoon that unraveled, it would stretch like a half mile, literally like a half mile. And she wondered to herself, could this, could this string, could it maybe become thread? And, and some of you know where this is going, right? That string, that thread is what you and I know as silk, something that, that many of us enjoy, an economic boom to the economy of China. Something good came out of something bad. I know that for some of us, if, if not all of us, if we're in certain circumstances, and you might be in one of them right now, where you're just looking at this suffering that you're going through, and you're going, yeah, I, I don't see how this is going to work out for the good. Because all you're seeing is that green, gross caterpillar. You're just seeing the hard spot of that cocoon. You don't know what to do. It just hurts down into your bones. It seems like it won't give you a break. You feel hopeless. You don't know where to start. It's okay. It's okay. Because you see, God is amazing at turning our messes into something magnificent. Romans chapter 8 says this. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. See, even in the tough times, God is working. God never wastes a crisis. And finally, I want to share this with you. Know that evil, pain, and suffering, they all have an expiration date. 
Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. In the book Hope Heals, Jay Wolf writes, One day, we'll see. One day, the arc of our stories will make perfect sense. One day, we'll trace the line of our scars and find them to have fallen in the most pleasant places to see in them our great inheritance. One day, we won't need to hope, nor will we need to be healed because we will be face to face with the source of both, the source of everything, Jesus. Friends, your storm may be raging. But don't stop in the middle of the storm. Morning's coming. Evil, pain, and suffering have an expiration date. One day God's going to say, that's it. I'm going to count to three. Okay. And remember, he's kind of already given us a foreshadow of that. Holy week, remember, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, victory. Revelation chapter 21 talks about that victory. It says, I I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. You see, resurrection isn't compensation. It's restoration to everything wonderful, to everything beautiful. You see, when you know the author and the director of the play, you know how it ends. When you're going through suffering, look back to the cross of Jesus. Look into the gospel and see that Jesus is offering himself to you to hold you, to keep you firm and secure, to protect you. And then look forward to heaven. A lot of suffering going on out in the world. So here's your takeaway, okay? When I was at seminary, one of our professors told us, you know, when you're having a bad day, things just aren't going right for you and things like that. He said, just push yourself away from the desk and go and visit one of your shut-ins, okay? A shut-in is, is someone who can't leave their home, not by government order, but because they're either physically or, or mentally incapacitated and they can't leave. Go, go visit them. And share the good news of Jesus with them. You see, the point is, is there's a whole lot of suffering going on out there. And God normally, the way God normally works is he uses ordinary people like you and me to make a difference in someone's life. And so even in the midst of suffering, you can be an answer to someone else's prayer. 
you can be the one who helps them through by just going out and serve people, okay? Serve people. Meet them in their time of need. So when you're going through suffering and you still need to serve someone, you know, how are you going to do all that? Well, here's your motivation. Look back to the cross of Jesus. Look into the gospel and look forward to heaven. You know what? That, that really helped Michelle. It helps me too. And I bet it will help you as well. Let's pray. Lord God, we, we come to you in what so very often is a storm of life. Good things happen and not so good things happen. Bad things happen. Evil happens. Pain happens. Lord God, you happen too. You're so familiar with our suffering. You suffered as well. Lord, in the middle of our suffering, you come to us and you give us your shoulders, your arms, your hugs, your heart, your life. Lord, as we make it through the wilderness, we're traveling through the wilderness, keep us mindful that one day, there's heaven too. So as we look at all of your teachings, all of the truths of Scripture, we can look at it from basically page one to the end. Suffering's not unusual. Suffering's universal. But your victory is also for everyone and is universal. Lord, keep us close to you this day and always. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.